Welcome to Saints Bell Conan. You're about to hear a message from Pastor Nick Hyde. I guess I just wanted to bring a few thoughts to us uh, in, in this moment. And really, it's a, it's a thought that's been going around in my mind all year, because if there's anything we'll say about 2020 is that it was an unusual year. It was an unusual time for so many of us uh, in so many ways. And the thought is, what is the playlist around your life? And for me, this thought was triggered when I got an email earlier in the year, and it was telling me what the playlist of 2019 was for me. It was telling me the things that I'd been listening to, and in a way, that really charted the course of the year. It showed me the dominant moods and thoughts that had been going on in my life uh, across 2019. And uh, I guess the big question for us is, what's the playlist of 2020 going to be in our world? And it's a, it's a challenging thought because I can guarantee that whatever you thought it was going to be, uh, it's changed already. But the bigger question is really what is the sound around your world? What is the sound? What is shaping and setting the atmosphere around our life? Now, right now, I'm sure we're all thinking of the same kind of thing. There is a, a playlist in our society at the moment. It's, it's about uncertainty. It's about fear. Uh, it's about frustration in some cases, and it's definitely not what we would normally be living under. And so I want to talk just in this next little while together about how it is that we can take a hold and control of that playlist and actually God's playlist, what we need surrounding our lives in a time like this. You see, when I look to the example of Jesus, I see that this mattered so much in His world. Jesus said so often through His ministry, I actually do and I say what I see and I hear the Father do. Jesus knew what voices to listen to. You know, at the very beginning of his ministry, as he was baptized uh, by John in the Jordan River, he came out and what thundered from heaven was affirmation from his father. His father in heaven said, this is my son with whom I am well pleased. And that set the tone and the atmosphere. Very soon after that, Jesus was in a different kind of atmosphere where he was challenged and tested and tempted by the devil. And the devil tried to attack that very thing. He tried to question Jesus' identity and his understanding of who he was, ultimately the sound around his world. But Jesus could stand firm on what he knew that his father said about him. And in a few moments, I want to take us to a story uh, about Jesus ministering and some miracles going on where this becomes vitally important. But uh, I want to just ask you what that sound might be around your world at the moment. Is, is it strong? Is it clear? Is it positive? Is it uplifting and affirming? Is it ultimately what God says about you? Or is everything else loudest? Uh, are we resisting that urge at the moment to get up and switch the radio on or get onto the newsfeed and start up that common playlist, which is alarmist, which is kind of escalating our feelings and that anxiety rises in our world? Or are we grounding ourselves in the right thing? You know what? I've literally taken to doing, I decided I was going to take a hold of this recently. And so the first thing I do in the morning at the moment is I get up, I walk into our garage, which is also the gym and the second rumpus room and everything else. And I pick up the Passion Translation version of the Psalms. And I'm reading a Psalm a day at the moment. 
But I'm not just reading it the way I used to. I'm not just sitting there and reading it silently to myself. I'm walking around that space and I'm reading it out loud. And as I do that, my mind is engaged. I'm reading it and it's getting into me like it normally would, but I'm actually creating a sound around me and I'm actually getting a double dose. I'm hearing myself read the Word of God. And what the Bible says about God's Word is that it is powerful. It never comes back without producing fruit. And I'm finding as I read uh, the Bible to myself and to the Holy Spirit first thing in the morning, that it's setting me up for the day with the right sound around my world. It's because it's so easy to lose sight of and lose control of that sound. And we have this moment in our home that happened recently that I refer to as the Google Wars. And what had happened is around Christmas time, we had multiplied the number of those Google devices in our home. We popped them in the kids' rooms um, so that they can have music without needing to be on a screen all the time as so they're hooked up to different um, accounts on Spotify and the like. And I thought I had it all set up perfectly. What happened is that someone moved a few things uh, around and the accounts got muddled up. And all of a sudden, our, our seven-year-old girl was controlling the music in our 12-year-old boy's room. And i got to tell you, they weren't real happy about that. What's more so, we'd got real smart and added some of those lights into the mix that Google can control. And, uh, and our seven-year-old was having a lot of fun turning our 12-year-old's light blue and playing uh, the wheels on the bus go round and round and things like that. And it, it became the Google Wars until we kind of reset it. Everyone lost control of the sound around their world, of the playlist that they were listening to. And now we've got it dialed into a perfect reality. And I am so fascinated. You know, uh, you guys can actually give us feedback right now. There's like a chat thing uh, on, on the side and our pastors are there ready to connect with you and pray for you and encourage you. But uh, we'd love to hear uh, what you're thinking as you hear this message. And here's what, what's real funny right now. I'd love you to let us know if this works. You might be actually near a Google device in your home. And so this is what I'm doing at the moment. I can walk to it a precise spot, right, in our hallway where I can be heard in all three children's rooms because a, a Google device is now another thing that they can forget to turn off. So not only are all the lights on in the house all the time, but there's like 20 different music streams playing. I can stand in this one spot and say, hey, Google, that's enough. And everything shuts down all at once. And I, I want to know, did that actually shut down anything in your home as this maybe came out of your speakers or something? Maybe Google's all over the city just went crazy. But that's a powerful statement. Hey, whatever, that is enough. And you know, that is arming us with exactly what we need right now. Hey, fear, that is enough. Hey, anxiety, that is enough. You and I are actually in control of the playlist. You know, in fact, when God sent Jesus, you know what He did? He changed the playlist. John chapter 1 verse 17 says it like this, For the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. For the law was given through Moses, but in Jesus came God's unfailing love and His faithfulness. That is a change of the playlist. That is a change away from separation from God, away from law and restrictions, away from exile and suffering. And it's a change into salvation. It's a change into redemption. It's a change into restoration, into healing and into grace. It was a complete change of the playlist when God sent Jesus Christ. You know, John's gospel actually describes Jesus as the Word. He is 
God's word. He is God's sound in your life and in my life. He is hope. He is peace. He is freedom. He is grace. He is salvation in our world. Jesus is the word and he is the playlist that we need going on in our lives. I said earlier that that Jesus knew what mattered. He knew that he needed the right voices in his world. So he would so often retreat out of the busyness and wait on his father's voice. He would come out of those moments full of power, full of faith and ready for whatever faced him. You know, there's an amazing story that we read in the Gospels about when Jesus had an encounter and some people got healed. And this guy called Jairus had come to seek Jesus. He was an important guy in the local community. And uh, his daughter was sick. She was on her deathbed. And he came desperately seeking Jesus in a time of need. Now, as the story goes on, we can pick it up in uh, Matthew chapter 9 or in Mark chapter 5 or in Luke chapter 8. What happens is Jairus comes to seek Jesus. And as Jesus is on the way to Jairus' house, he gets interrupted and this incredible miracle takes place. Now, as they go on, Jairus' servants come and say, hey, don't worry, don't bother the teacher anymore, it's too late. Things have changed and your daughter has actually passed away. You know what the first thing Jesus does is? He speaks a different sound into that environment. Instead of hopelessness, he speaks hope. He says, no, 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 this is be, gonna be okay, let's go. And so on they go and they show up at Jairus' house. And let me read to you what uh, they come across. It says, when Jesus arrived at the official's home in Matthew 9, 23, he saw the noisy crowd and heard the funeral music. That's a, an interesting thought there. That seems really, really quick. But you've got to understand in those times, everything was done in the local village. And so everybody would have known that this, this terrible thing was on its way. And in those days, they actually had professional mourners. You might you know, be thinking of a wedding band. Well, they had the funeral band. And grief was such a shared thing and it was such a powerful part of their community life that already the funeral band had showed up. The guitarist had tuned up and was wailing away and this backup vocalist had come in there. And literally these people were paid. They were professional mourners. And so the entire sound around that place was grief, was pain, was loss, and was torment. And this is what Jesus did. He walks into the space and he says, get out, he tells them. The girl isn't dead, she is only asleep. But the crowd laughed at him. There was a crowd gathered already in support of all that was going on. It says this, after the crowd was put outside, however, Jesus went in and he took the girl by the hand and she stood up. The report of this miracle swept through the entire countryside. In Mark's gospel, he he describes it like this. Jesus went in and said, why is all this commotion and weeping going on? She's not dead. She's only asleep. In Luke's gospel, he says, the house was filled with people weeping and wailing. And Jesus said, stop the weeping. She isn't dead. She's only asleep. You know what we've got to understand there is these were paid professional mourners. There was money at stake here and Jesus rode right over the top of all of it. He had no regard for circumstances. His primary goal was to change the sound around this situation, to change the playlist. The first thing he did was he said, let's get rid of the weeping. Let's cast out the wailers. Let's ditch the the funeral band. I don't care if you're not gonna get your deposit back. We are changing the sound around this situation. They laughed and they mocked him and he closed the doors 
and he got around with some of his key disciples and a miracle broke out. The first thing Jesus did was to change the sound. And out of that came a miracle. And I'm so encouraged by that thought. I'm so encouraged by Jesus' example there because that's exactly what I need to do. And I believe it's exactly what you need to do as well at a time like this. We've got to be reminded that we need to take control of the sound around our world, that we need to dictate that playlist. We need to change it up from fear and anxiety instead to faith and to hope. We've got to change it out from what might be the, the dominant sound swirling in culture and media at the moment and actually ground ourselves in the Word of God. You know, as we worship together just now, whether it sounded beautiful in your home or whether you're just making a joyful noise to God or, you know, when we're doing that, we are changing the sound. When we pray, it's not just to get our voice heard in heaven, it's to get God's voice in our lives. We are changing that sound and the atmosphere that is around our world. We've got to be vigilant about this because I tell you what, every day you and I at the moment are presented with an opportunity to let that dominant sound come in. It's gonna to start to restrict and challenge everything that is going on in our world. And the fascinating thing is that miracles can't break out when that playlist is wrong. That what God really wants to do in your world uh, is gonna be really tough if there's this dominant atmosphere of fear uh, in your world. If there's no sense of faith, if there's no sense of joy, there's no sense of freedom, there's no sense of peace. And I'm just believing that this is a really prophetic word for your life uh, today. I don't know your circumstances. I know kind of broadly what is going on, but I don't know right where you are at. I don't know what the particular challenge that, that you're facing is right now. We can sort of sympathize and empathize with each other. But let's be real, this touches down in each of our lives in a different way. I don't know what the sound is that you need to change, but I know that all of us need to take control of that. And so what I think might be happening uh, right now is some of you are saying, hey, that's great. I needed to be reminded of this. I needed to be reminded that God's Word, that prayer, that worship is gonna set the atmosphere uh, in my world at this time. But also know that you might uh, be listening to this and you might actually not know how to do this. You might never have encountered or experienced a, a reality through God that actually transforms everything in your life. And so what I wanna do is give you an opportunity right now to decide in the most powerful way to change the playlist. I wanna invite you, wherever you are and however you are, you are hearing this, to make a decision to switch that playlist. And it's from taking it out of your hands and putting it in God's hands. It's taking it out of that way we live where we put ourselves at the center and we act like if only we could be good enough, if only we could try hard enough. And God sent Jesus to change the playlist. He sent Jesus to make a way for you that you could never make for yourself. He actually sent Jesus to take your sins, all the stuff you've done wrong, all the ways that you have put yourself at the center when instead God needed to be there, the way that you've lived maybe even unknowingly for yourself and instead He's asked you and He's invited you to put Him front and center. Thanks for listening to our latest Sunday message. If you would like to find out more about our church, visit www.c3belconnen.org.au.